which is the holy. This is John 14. Now, if you know your Bible, you should know where I'm at. But see, you don't know, but I tell you. John 14, 26. I assume I was among scholars. All right. I guess I wasn't, all right? John 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said on to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace. I give unto you, not as the world give it, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither be ye afraid. Lord, one more time, we ask you to bless this session. Bless your word as we present it in the fear of God. May you speak to us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Turn around and shake someone's hand again. I want you to learn to contact somebody. There's power in contact. So there's power in contact. Praise God. There's power in contact. Praise God. Hallelujah. We proceeded. John 14, Jesus Christ getting ready to go to Calvary. With 12 men, one dropped out, and only 11 left. And Jesus, knowing that while he was with them, he was the one that controlled their peace. And now he must leave them, and sorrow filled their hearts. And he knew it. And they couldn't go with him, and he knew that. And so, in their mind, they said, Lord! We get so used to you. You're going to leave us now? And then I know where he's going. And then Jesus used this term, I'm going to send you the comforter. Now, I was thinking to myself, what and who needs a comforter? Now, there are many people in Asia, in Europe, in Middle East, and Caribbean, Africa, who have risen up and made the claim that they are that comforter. I don't need to call names. There are many who claim they are that comforter. How can we properly identify who the comforter is? Are there markers to tell us that this is the comforter? And when the comforter does arrive, what will be his job description? And what are his credentials that we can know that I have found the comforter? Because we're living in the last days, and the Bible said they're going to be troubled such as never was before. And if you're a Christian, God said, in this world you're going to have tribulation, trials, <coughs> problem, crisis. You're going to have them. Paul told the church, through much trial and tribulation, you're going to enter the kingdom of God. That's why not everybody can be Christian. Because when the chaff is being whipped by the whipping rod, many get blown away by the wind. 
But I, I thought to myself, a comforter, who would need a comforter? And what would I look for in a comforter? Well, based on the text that I call the Bible, if a man or a woman or somebody said, I've got the answer for your life, <coughs> I'm going to ask them, tell me your credentials. There's a pilot the other day got caught. He went in the cockpit, but he couldn't find the strap to buckle properly. And the guy beside him thought, you can't be a pilot, because if you were a pilot, you don't know where the strap were you buttoned properly and so they called the security and what he found out he was an imposter there are many imposters in our world who are making claim that they are the the comforter now you babies you know when the mom holds you in their bosom you're comforted hello we go to buy a bed we still want a, a comforter bed or a pillar or a or something that really, you know, makes you feel relaxed and rest. So what did God have in mind? Why does He think we need a comforter? Why would He think that? Surely He could send us a, a prophet, an apostle, an angel, a cherubim, a seraphim. But why a comforter? What on earth are we going to do with them? Now, another word for a comforter is almost like a therapist, modern day term, a therapist, a healer, somebody that can address your troubles, your hurt. Now the first thing I'd ask the comforter who comes today to, to me and says, well I'm the comforter, I'm going to ask you, do you have this in your background, in your pedigree background? Have you ever said to anybody, ain't happened, let not your heart be troubled? Do you have any history of saying to the wind, Peace be still. And you brought calm to a frightened group. Was there ever a time when you said to anybody who were in distress and, and duress, Fear not, for I am with thee. Hey, I'm looking for some evidence that I'm dealing with the right person. Because Job had some friends whom he called miserable comforters. He called them physicians of no Hope, because all they were good at is labeling. And you, in your distress and your problem and your crisis, most physicians and counselors are going to be good, expert at labeling you. But you got to have a hard time find one that can enable you, empower you to come up from the guttermost. And live in the uppermost without relapse. And so I'm going to want to ask the person, have you ever said to anybody and they feel relaxed, I will not leave you comfortless. I'll come to you. Or, or come unto me and I'll give you rest. Have you ever restored anybody's mind back to them? Were they now in their right mind? Have you ever have to deal with anybody who was naked and what you did to them, and then reclothe themselves. You see, anybody who have had those experiences in their lives are going to be comforted. That one time they were disturbed, but now they got peace. One time they were troubled, now they got calm. One time they felt isolated, and now they feel insulated and being a part of. And so I want to ask them, do you mean all these credentials here? 
Have you healed all manner of disease? Have you ever cured a leper? Have you ever had to deal with issues of blood and staunch it? Have you ever raised the dead? Have you ever opened the blinded eyes? Have you ever restored health to somebody whose health was failing? Have you ever brought back courage to somebody that was petrified and terrified? Have you ever dealt with the afflicted and addicted? What have you done to those, amen, that were out there and they were in distress and adversity? Have you ever brought them back to a sense of equilibrium? Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. Have you ever had to deal with a demoniac person and brought liberty to someone that was chained? Have you ever released one that was bound in sin, struggling with besetting sin? Have you ever had to defend the weak against the mighty? Have you ever fed the hungry? Have you ever released the condemned and said, go, I cancel the debt? Many. Many, many great men in our world have attracted millions, and Jesus only attracted just a few. And yet those few are free indeed in their time of need. I'm going to talk to somebody today that even though you may be going through perilous times and experiencing distress that's upon the nation, and finding men's heart failing them for fear. Jesus did not leave us all orphaned. He did not left us out there on the assembly block, on the reject pile. The earth, I be filled with violence, but I don't have to have violence on the inside. Hallelujah. The outer men may perish, but I could have a restoration plan on the inside. I'm trying to tell somebody there's a comforter that's available to people in distress, to people who are in debt, to people who are discouraged. There is a comforter that is available. And I'm not hopeless. I'm not homeless. I'm not without hope. I know somebody that can comfort the troubled mind, the troubled heart, and the troubled marriage. In the troubled home, I know somebody. Praise God. Jesus Christ is talking about somebody who can give you lasting peace and not just pacify you. Somebody who can make your joy be full and not be temporal. Amen. Somebody who can give you a full house and not leave you in a halfway house. In my Father's house. In my Father's house. This is the thing that's no more. No more. No more. You need to get this no more experience. No more pain. No more sorrow. No more grief. Huh? Just consolation. Not consternation, but consolation. Oh, hallelujah. I want to know where the comforter is. Praise the Lord. I want somebody who can give me more than insurance and give me blessed assurance. It's only one name I know. You can name all the other names that you want to call in this world. But only one name which is above every other name that can give me full remission. And there is no relapse. And no collapse. When Jesus Christ become that comforter. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come again. I was working on the outside on your inside. 
but now they're on the inside working on the outside. Oh, I don't think you heard the church. God wanted to give you more than pills to give you the gospels. Oh, come on, somebody. I said, God wants to give you a prescription, my friend. His word is our prescription. He don't need medicine because he is the oil that healed the bomb in Gilead. Oh, come on, somebody. Hello? Jesus Christ is in this house for people in need in time of adversity, affliction, in time of addiction. I notice in the field of helping agencies, I know what they're doing. They're trying to take the place of the church. I'm sorry to tell you that. All those helping agencies in McMurray, they're trying to take the place of the church. And I must confess, they're good intention, but in the long run, it's a temporary band-aid. You fall right back to addiction. You fall right back aiming to what you've done. Because, your friend, there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. In the world, you have condemnation. In Christ, you have conviction. When you have conviction, it leads to repentance. Condemnation leads to suicide. A cheap way out to a permanent amen solution where it says you're in hell, you can't get out. Hello! Hell is a terrible place for somebody to try to escape this world. Hello! And many people have chosen that route to kill themselves, thinking they're escaping adversity and, and, uh, and affliction, and they think they're getting away from their addiction by killing themselves or mercy killing. There's no such thing as a mercy killing. After death comes judgment. As the tree falls, so it lies. Now, I don't care what the psychiatrist said and the head shrinker says. I know what the heart healer says. Amen. Amen. And so I want somebody that can help me to deliver me. Now, who is the comforter? Who is he? Is he in the Middle East? No, he's not there. Now, some folks say, well, this is the guy. I don't call his name, but that's, it. that's the guy. Well, if that's the guy, if he can't raise the dead, I don't need him. Hello? If he can't restore joy to me, I don't want him. Hello? You see, God's comforter is a counselor. His name shall be called Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Counselor. The paraclete that God wants to send us will be the helper. I need somebody who can help me with my infirmity. I want somebody who can be touched by the feelings of my problem and the crisis. I want somebody who says, been there, known that, but not done that. I'm talking about an advocate. Somebody, when I don't know how to pray, can pray through me. Ah, I need somebody who can make intercession. With groaning, when I don't know how to articulate the words, he kicks in from the inside and begins to speak on the outside and bring me peace and joy and comfort that money can buy because only God can give it. I need somebody that can stand by me in the dark times.
That's the law I'm with you always. You can't take your doctor home in your pocket. You can't even get your doctor at an appointment. But Jesus Christ is always available. He shall call on me and I'll answer you. And before you call, I'll say, Here I am. Oh, come on, Jesus. Yeah, I said, I am is in this building. Come on. Hell, I'm talking about somebody that can bear our sin and carry our sorrow and acquainted with our grief. That's the counselor I want. I don't want every dick and ass trying to tell me how to run my family when they can't run their family. I want someone to tell me how to keep my marriage when they can't keep their own marriage. Come on. When they can't even help themselves and can't advocate for themselves, my Jesus is an advocate. He's my lawyer. <laughs> He's my doctor. He's my physician. He sounds like a comforter. Praise God. I'll never forget, look at my doctor one time. Try to tell me I was overweight. I looked at him. He couldn't even walk. He was in a wheelchair. He was ten times my size. I thought, well, a physician? He would have said first when he talked to me. Hello. I wasn't being rude. Hello. Hello. I want somebody who's going to laugh about my situation. Hallelujah. You see, before Jesus Christ died, He was their comforter on the outside. His name was Emmanuel, meaning God with us. But when you call Him Jesus Christ, it's God in us. And so, when He was on the outside, He was working on your inside. And now He's on the inside working on my outside. I shall be in you. Amen. The gospel is good news. Because when someone tell me I was bound by not, I can be free, that's good news. And I never thought it could happen to me to happen. That's good news. The, God, the gospel is good news. And that's what makes him the comforter. Jesus is the news. He's the reason for the season of success that we have. He's the reason for the blessing we entertain in God here. Because Jesus Christ is the Lord of all. Praise God. I, I, I'm so glad Jesus Christ is my counselor. Amen. Now, listen to me. If you, if you are satisfied with your living, hello, and you're comfortable in your present living, then you don't need this comforter. Might as well pack your bag and go home. Because everything I say will be worthless to you. Hello? Jesus told the Pharisees, if you're not blind, then you don't need me. Because I need to get recovery of sight. Hello? If you want recovery of your integrity... Recovery of what you lost. Then you're in the right place. Because God is here, amen, to comfort the afflicted. But the gospel afflict those who are comfortable. <laughs> I don't think you heard me. I said preaching will comfort the afflicted. And afflict the comfortable. And ease in Zion. Praise God. You see, the comforter is for people who need recovery of loss. If you're tired of grief and loss, if you've lost enough and you're sick and tired of losing, 
If you're tired of grieving your family, if you're tired of being grieved personally, if you're tired of the storm that you're going through, then you're in the right place. I want to recommend to you the Comforter. <coughs> I did not say the Condoner. I don't think you heard me. He will not condone sin. He died to redeem you from sin. And there's no withdrawal when God release you. You don't go back like a pig in the water and in the mud. When God deliver you, you don't act like a dog and go back to the vomit that you spat out. What you cut off, you don't go back and pick it up. What you better stay dead. What you spit out, stay spat out. I'm trying to tell you, God can give you power where you don't pick those demons back up. You lost your identity, you can get it back. At beginning, you had no name, you were called Legion, but today you can be called a legendary person who God brought out of the quake by a sin. I need a comforter. I am grieving. I am wounded. I'm hurting. I need somebody. I spent all my living in righteous living. Hello? If you are in a storm and you are suffering from grief and loss, and you're in a crisis, you're struggling with your infirmities, with your besetting sin that you can't give up a same life, if you're depressed and oppressed and suppressed, oh my God, and distress, and you're a victim of lifestyle that you hate, and the things you hate you're doing, and the things you have to do you can't do it, I'm talking to you. I'm trying to tell you, there's a comforter that's in this place that can give you a message of hope. And take your mess and turn it into a message. And take your problems and turn to possibilities. And take your trials and make it a triumph. And stop making you a victim and make you a victor. You need to get to know my counselor, my advocate, my Come on, somebody. My healer. He can heal your habits up. He can heal your hang-ups up. And give you a shook-up. Somebody let me shout. There's liberty in this house. When God sets you free, you don't go back. You're free indeed. You are free from needs. Come on, somebody. Oh, come on, somebody. 1972, uh, the crisis of addiction to cigarettes. Some of you may be a crisis of drugs. Some may be a sexual impropriety. I don't care what it is, sin is still sin. Still spelled the same way. I don't care if you're homosexual or lesbian. I don't care if you're a dope addict or whatever you are. Sin is still sin. There's no big sin, little sin. All that sin shall die. But oh, you don't have to die. While you were yet sinners, uh, the Comforter came. 
and he came in the body of Jesus that he might die for all. Hallelujah. And if he died for all, then all were in sin. And all came short. But honey, let's just stay short. You can make up the edge today. There is a comfort that's in the city. His name is Jesus. He is the author and finish of liberty. He can set us free. Hallelujah. No longer do I have to spend my life depressed, oppressed and suppressed and distressed and the victim. No, my way. Come on, my friend, God, show me a better way. I found the comforter. I found out that the diagnostic manual of all psychiatrists, it offered no solution. If you don't believe it, there's one in my office right now I can get to show you. There are no solutions. It only knows to identify. Well, the Pharisees was right. This woman was a sinner, but she no longer is a sinner because she met Jesus. I don't care what you were and what you become that matters. Hallelujah. God don't talk about your past. That's why you're born again. When you're born again, you got no past. I mean, God bury your past in the sea of forgetfulness. And don't go back to the pigsty. Don't go back to the vomit. Don't go back to what you cut off. Come on, somebody. If you cut cancer off, you don't go back and pick it up. Come on, somebody. If you amputate the right hand that offends you, don't go back and pick it up. Stay without it. Woo! Well, hallelujah. Hey, there's a healer in the house. Praise God. He can heal marriage. He can heal home. Whatever your problem are. Jesus want to offer an opportunity today. Mercy is here. And grace is free. And liberty has come to knock at somebody's door. And I want to give you faith for your doubt. Hope for your hopelessness. And charity for your miser spirit you have. I want to give you a new spirit. I want to put a new man in you. I want to give you a new heart. A new person. That even your coveralls do. You don't go to the bar anymore. Even your wallet get baptized. Even those filthy hands that pick up drugs get sanctified. Glory to God. Even your body that was full of sin is healed and changed. In a moment, it don't need three months. I'm telling you right now, Jesus Christ has a surgery right here. A new heart will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. I'll take away the stony heart. I'll give you conscience for the one that's seared. I'll give you feelings because you're gone past feelings. Can anybody hear me? I'm talking with a real comforter. Oh, hallelujah. I'm talking to somebody who needs a comforter. You say, well, how do I know if I need a comforter? If you're so dissatisfied with your past, I'm talking to you. Those that are feeling dissatisfaction with their past, this offers for you. If you're one of those people in this building right now that is such 
distasteful with the present. You just abhor your present situation. You can't stand looking at yourself. You abhor what you're doing, but you're still doing it. I'm talking to you because your past is criminal. Amen. And your present is condemning. And your future is hellbound. If you have a distrust for your future, then I'm talking to you. Because if any man is in Christ, is a new creature. Somebody went to Jesus one time after being redeemed. I said, Lord, I'm sorry for all the wrong I've done. God says, What? Well, Lord, you know, he says, What? You know all those wicked things you used to do? I said, Who? When? Don't you remember, Lord? Well, you can't remember. I said, What are you talking about? You know why? There's a sea you can't find in geography. It's called the Sea of Forgetfulness. Can't imagine the omniscient God who knows all things, all powerful. Suddenly he got amnesia. He can't remember wicked Trevor Neal in 1969. He said, who? What? Sometimes I said, God, I hate the thing I used to do. God said, what? Who? I don't know what you're talking about. The slate is clean. Now that's comforting. That is comforting. To know I don't have a record. It's settled long ago. I sent on to judgment. So today, if you're dissatisfied with your past, and your present is distasteful, and your future is distrusting, you need to get up. <coughs> and say that probably called boy, Lord, I made some terrible mistake. But what was shocked the boy was he come with condemnation, you know, and the father shocked him with mercy. Daddy, you really mean it? I don't want to hear what you've done wrong. All I know you were dead, but now you're alive. Hey, that's comforting. You don't think Mary and Martha felt good that her brother was alive? You don't think your wife will know that you no longer is a wife beater? A wife cheater? Or a husband cheater? Hello? You don't think that next to know you don't steal anymore? You don't got dope head? You don't think there'll be rejoicing in the house? You don't think there'll be angels dancing all over the place? Come on, the sinners come home. The lost sheep is found. The cart is brought home. Come on, somebody. The son make his way home. That's comforting to know that your marriage is not hopeless. Your sickness is not hopeless. Hello? Your addiction is not hopeless. That should make you feel comfort. That there is hope. There is a cure. There is a remedy. There is a healing bomb. What is the name? Jesus. The name is Jesus. He's the healing bomb in Gilead. I'm trying to tell somebody... Don't wait till tomorrow. Now is the acceptable time. This is the day of salvation. This is your time to get comforted. And so be condemned. You can be blessed. (laughs) 
Jump for a while. I'm not done. If you're struggling right now with besetting sins, our failing health, our bills you're unable to pay because of foolish spending, problems in schools, difficulties in, in learning, or just fatigue, despair, discourages, self-pity and doubt, let me introduce to you the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. The answer. This physician has hope. He's a good comforter. He has a word for your world. <laughs> the woman said, Come see a man! Then tomorrow, you can pass by the pub. You know what street me? I was walking one day through downtown. I couldn't make Mary a long time ago and I was walking downtown. And I walked past the bar, and for the first time I was aware that there were spirits in pubs. I used to go there and feel them. You know why? We were in, we, you know, we were, we're good brothers. We're fellow brothers. But they realized now that I, I, I changed rank on them. And they recognized me. Yes, the world will have you back. But I'm off that track. I love this peace within. And I pray, keep me, Jesus, in your harbor. For if I should leave you now, where else can I go? I'm comforted. I used to be scared of thunders and lightning. No, no more. I'm comforted. It's my daddy taking a shot of me. Photograph of me. You post work. Daddy, which pose do you want, daddy? Hallelujah. When he shakes the earth out of that, I'm afraid. My dad liked my music. like my CD. When I sing my song, he tap his feet. I felt those spirits. I felt those spirits coming out. That place. Those people in there cannot feel that spirit. I was so bad with addicting to nicotine. Let me tell you how bad it was. When I was in England, they closed down the pubs for too early. Back then, when I was there, and so when I run a cigarette, you know, I'd do, I'd go dig up for all the butts I had, you know, and and smoke those butts, and they're stronger than the real stuff, because the paper is not the same kind of paper, and the fire flare. Obviously, my parents don't see me doing this, but I'm hiding doing it, and it never dawned on me, boy, you are hooked, and don't even know it. When you're hooked, you don't know it. Until you come in the presence of God. You see, darkness is at ease till light comes. And light is offensive to darkness. Hello. And then now I'm trying to live for God, and I realize I was not the boss anymore. I realized who the boss was. An unknown power holding me bound. And friend, he wouldn't let me go. And I'm struggling. And I'm struggling. And I'm struggling until Jesus walked up. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the grip began to loosen up. It loosens up. It loosened up. And I heard this word from a preacher. You are free. If that's not comforting, Jesus filtered through my crisis, got the bugs out of me.
Somebody right now need Christ to become their pillow. You need to go to bed tonight with a clean conscience. Your conscience is haunting you. It's hard to sleep with a troubled mind and a troubled conscience. You know, I used to be problematic and go to a bar and, and see see the wall falling on me. I used to go to a bar and, and watch, you know, fire come out of the wall and burning me up. I, I used to watch it. And I can't enjoy my booze like the rest of them did because God was dealing with my heart. I didn't realize my dream was God trying to call me. That I learned later on, not too far down the road, was a pit. I was about to drop into it. And he was the last stop to hell. I didn't even know it. Would you stand? Somebody here right now. Somebody here. God has your number. He knows where you live. If you don't need a comforter, then I'm not talking to you. You're already comfortable in what you're living. But I'm offering you Jesus. Jesus is the answer for your world. I was in church, and my parents were there when I came in. Even they were shocked. Sometimes God shocked the world, you know. My sister was talking a while ago, my sister in England. She's doing a strange thing. She came to Canada, backslid for how many years? Hundreds of years she backslid. <laughs> she was a good Christian. For some of us, she, she flipped right up. And that's no lesson for sin either. And she trained her kids to watch that church. When her kids came here, we couldn't talk about God, not even one time. Boy, they were ready for us. <laughs> we them far in Jasper and tried to show them God. They didn't want it. But you know what she's doing now? She invites the church folks to have every Tuesday prayer meeting in her house. And she's praying with the true church. Her daughters left her conviction and got baptized in the wrong church. She knows wrong. I don't know why she did it. And she knows wrong. Her lawyer daughter now, who's so cocky and haughty, is now, Sister Neil, starting the Bible. Don't let Satan write the last chapter of your life. Come down right here. I got an ink pen for Jesus to write. Cancelled dead. Cancelled dead. Would you buy head right now? Do you know how comfortable I feel now? I don't fear death anymore. I used to. It's comforting to know that I have eternal life. I want to pray for a sister in this church. They tell me if they pull the plug, she's going to die. Her family's worried. What what, what should I do? I said, that's your call, not mine. So we went. Uncle says, she's gone. I said, sister... I don't know if you can hear me or not. But I'm going to pray for you. But we got nothing to fear. We used to fear death all our lifetime. But that's gone. It says gone. I said, now, I'm going to pray for you. 
when I leave, I'll see you in church on Sunday, or you go to church in heaven. Now you choose this one you want, but I'm going to leave right now. But you got none to fear. That's comforting. That's comforting. Absent from the body. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. I said, I love it. Anybody who's a Christian going through hard times, the Lord said, tell you, read Second Corinthians chapter 1. Please read it when you go home. Read it. It's going to blow you off your feet. It's going to shock the socks off. If you don't have the socks on, I'll give you one to put on. So that can blow it off. But after I left, I heard my phone was ringing. They tell me. I didn't know. What, I shut my phone off. They said when they pulled the plug, the reverse happened. She didn't die. She said, I ain't going to die there. She said, I refuse to die that kind of place. If I must die, let me die in the house of the Lord. That's what she wanted. Woo! Ah! Hallelujah! Can anybody feel Jesus? <laughs> oh, Shatalamahada! Woo! Shatalamahada! My God, she came right back and sat in her chair. For a whole year she sat right there. Faithful as could be in good time and bad weather. I'm scared dead for the poor sister driving the struggle all the time. But wouldn't, wouldn't stop one moment. Hallelujah. She was smart. And I'll never forget I was preaching about heaven in this church. I talked about getting to heaven and putting on the wedding garment. And she just turned right over and lay down. <laughs> and off she went. If that's not glorious, if that's not victorious, if nobody else going to heaven, that was worth it all. Hallelujah. I'm calling somebody right now. You need a comforter. I didn't come to accuse you this morning. Job, friend, accused him. But when God showed up, he gave him a comforter. Can you handle the comfort? He will teach you and lead you and guide you in all truth. Would you step down the side right now? Lead me, Lord, I follow. Anywhere you open up the door. Show me things I've never seen before. If you can take what's wrong and make it right, they start shine on me. Let your love shine in the. Who's God talking to? Are you tired of being hurt? Tired of being Tired of being condemned? Tired of being stepped on? I'm talking to you. Christian. 
Lord, I want to be a Christian. If you can take what's wrong and make it right. Only God can do that. No pill can do it. This door shine down on me. Lord. Let your light shine through me in the night. Hey, hold on. Dear Paul, now, how about himself? Now, there's no more condemnation to them who were in Christ Jesus. You know what I did? The church I got saved in. Small church. Very small. That's why small church don't bother me. That's where I was born. That's where I was born. Small, unwanted church by everybody else. I left my cigarettes by the trees outside. Where the church. Left it by the trees. And went in church. I know enough not to carry my drugs in church. Leave it out there. And I plan when I get it back outside to pick it up. I'm trying to tell you right now, you can leave this building and not go out there and pick up what you left out there. That's comforting. That's comforting to know I can say that the demoniac, I'm not bound anymore. The chains are broken. I'm in my right mind. I'm in my right mind. I'm trying to give somebody back their sensitivity. I'm trying to get back your right mind. I want your feet straight. I want God to give you a brainwash. I want God to give you a heart wash. I'm telling you, I left that cigarette packet right there. I have not touched it since that time. But guess what? Here's some benefits. On the job with the x-ray unit tells me, you got spots on your lungs. I had sponsored my lungs. Young man in twenties. Smoking too long. You know, I told a man in the Caribbean when I was about young kid. He said, Young boy, what you doing? You know, I told him, I got on and I could get off. And I couldn't get off when I was older. All the way in England got worse. And he can't have got delivered. Church. I passed it by. You can today go home and stop doing what you've been doing. And then Jesus Christ is going to say to you, neither do I condemn you for all the wrong you've done. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to be a counselor. I'm here to be your advocate. I bring no accusation against you this morning. All I bring to you is advocacy. I want to help you overcome your failings. Will you receive it right now? The demonic said, like I said, Lord, can I come with you? He said, No, don't come with me. Go be a witness. Go show the friend you're delivered. You'll be a better testimony when you show your friends. I tell my friends, I'm not going back to the bar with you. They all came. The boys came. The girls came. They all sat back there. And they looked to see what happened to me. I said, what do you think? They said, Neil, that's good for you. I said, you're right. They went their way. I don't know where they are today. But I still have Jesus. Can you tell your friends goodbye? Can you tell your friends goodbye this morning? They said, I'm not going back to the pig's pen. I'm not going back to riotous living. I'm not going 
chain of the chain. You can take what's wrong and make it right. I will not be bound. No more will I be condemned. They said, Woman, where's your accusers? She said, I don't have any. He said, Neither do I condemn you. I am your advocate. Go and don't repeat it. He destroyed the evidence. Anybody here? I went to my mother and I said, Mom, where mom? When my mom and dad says, Dad, I've not been the son I should have been. Everybody's looking at me. I didn't care what they thought. I said, Mom, I've not been the son I should have been. I know you trust me, but I was not living that trust. And I'm crying. I'm, and I'm screaming. I'm bawling. You know what? I met somebody. But tell me after this moment, you have nothing to worry about. I said, God, I can't live this life. He said, you step out and I'll help you the rest of the way. He said, you step out and I'll help you the rest of the way. I said, God, I can't live it. He said, yes, you can. I will help you. I got news for you. God said I can keep you from falling back in the pig spin. I'm able to keep you from falling back in those situation you're living in. I'm not bragging, but I want to tell you, friend, I've never gone back since that day. I've never tempted God. I've never trusted myself. But I'll remember the day when God didn't come with an accusing finger. Hallelujah. He came with an excusing finger. He came to excuse me. He came to excuse me. Anybody here right now this morning? I said, God, I can't do it. God said, you can't. I'm going to help you. This very day, people are going to stand. And I know this church thing. Oh, Pastor, he's all this wonderful guy. You're wrong. You don't know me before I met him. If you didn't know before I met him, you wouldn't even stand right here. You're seeing the product of a workmanship. You can. If they knew the life I live, they'd be accusing me. But he who knew excuses me. We're going to sing one more song. And if you mean in your heart right now, and this Bible exists, while we're singing this song, God can do a transplant right now in a moment and you'll never go back and pick up what you did if you 